Welcome to the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast. My name is Hannah, and I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, health mindset coach, functional nutrition, and metabolism specialist, and the creator of the Fit Balanced Healthy brand. Ladies, I get it. This whole health and fitness thing can be frustrating and confusing AF. You've got a career, family, and a life that you love, but this piece of your life is one where you still feel stuck. That's exactly why I created Fit Balanced Healthy. I cut through the BS to help women improve their health, achieve their fitness goals, and find balance in both their bodies and lives. So if that sounds like what you need, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. We are back for another episode of the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast. This is episode number 12. And man, do I have a fun episode for you today. Recently, we had a chat, a workshop with Jess DeMarchis, um, who talked about confidence with our clients. And I had to share this on the podcast because she brought the fire. So we are going to be sharing the episode from our conversation with Jess. And you are going to absolutely love this. We talk about confidence in yourself, confidence in your relationship, and so much more. So before we dive into that, just a reminder, if you like what you're hearing on the Fit Balanced Healthy podcast, please leave a rating and review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. On Spotify, you can leave you know, a star rating if you're on Apple Podcasts and you are so willing to leave a written review, you can screenshot that review and send it to me at fithandfoodie at gmail.com to be entered to win a free coaching session with me. So spread the love, let us know what you think and be entered to win some free coaching while you're at it. And I'll also mention if you have an episode that you've loved so far or one that maybe resonated or one that might resonate with someone you know, please share it. We want to get the podcast in front of more women. That is our goal. Reviews help us do that. You sharing the podcast helps us do that share it on social media, share it with your friends and family. We appreciate it. Now, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share the conversation with Jess. This is a longer episode, so bear with us, but it is so, so worth it. Let's get into it. So this is Jess, everybody, and she's going to be chatting with us about confidence today. So I'm going to like hand it over to you, Jess, like introduce yourself. Like, who are you? Why are we here? What do you do? And why are we talking about confidence? Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and just want to be, you know, transparent. Thank you, Hannah, for kind of identifying a gap potentially for your client community and getting out there and finding someone who can come in and deliver. And I definitely feel like this is part of my special sauce, confidence. So a little bit about me. I am a licensed mental health therapist and a um, certified life coach. I work with high achieving women. Um, Currently right now, I offer one-on-one coaching and have a coach training program, right? So that coaches can really coach at a really deep level, be trauma-informed, scientifically-based, and um, really just provide meaningful results for their clients. So my intention with you guys today, and I think I have Heather and Allison, I'm pretty sure that's all I got today, but this is recorded. So for those of you listening on the podcast and for those of you tuning into the replay, um, I hope that you have as much fun as the four of us will have today. Um, So we're going to be talking a lot about confidence, which I love because I truly believe confidence is a skill that can be learned. Um, And so my goal in the next 40 minutes is really to give you the information, the techniques, the tools, and the courage needed 
to be able to feel confident anytime that you want. All right. So I know I like that. I know Hannah's excited about that. And hopefully you guys are on the same page um, with that as well. What I will say is that confident state of being and meaning that in order to feel confident, you have to be and choose to be confident. And so I would encourage you today during this training, I know Hannah's videos on and I, and I see some other people in this space, um, regardless if you're able to be engaged or not, really try to embody confidence even during the next 45 minutes. Choose to just be all in, choose to listen, choose to sit down and take notes, turn your camera on, choose to ask questions, choose to be engaged, position your body in a way to be receptive, to be confident, that alone is going to shift your emotional state. And if we can practice that and repeat that pretty consistently, even just that alone, if you hear nothing I say today, will help you feel more confident. I love so that. Is yes, I just have to throw that in there because like, I really do feel like confidence is like this, like, yes, it's easier said than done, but it is kind of like a chosen like state of being and like a way that you carry yourself. And it just like trickles over into everything else. 100%. I always tell people, I go, it is a state, not a trait. You aren't born confident. You, this is a skill set and a, and a, you know, state of being that you can cultivate any time. And again, my intention is to provide you guys with the goods today. So why are we talking about confidence? Um, it is important. Let's just be honest, right? Not only does it help you feel better, um, but, but just by boosting your confidence, even when the circumstances in your life stay the same, um, like starting a health journey or a new habit or a new lifestyle, you can experience increased self-worth you can experience more joy in your life. You can experience less doubt and anxiety. You're more likely to take risk and to try new things. Obviously, you have energy and motivation. And it actually has been shown in science to prove your chances of success. <laughs> so I'm curious for you guys, like you can unmute, throw it in the chat box, whatever works for you. What do you think having more confidence um, would do for you, particularly not just for you, but for your health goals, which I'm assuming is why most of you guys are in this space to begin with? If anybody wants to share, please, please throw it in the chat or unmute. Heather looks like she's, she's jumping in here to be confident. I love it already. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for me, especially as it relates to my health goals, sometimes I just get in my head about things. And so just having that confidence, knowing that I can do it, knowing that I can absolutely, um, you know, tackle everything that I set out to do, um, is definitely something that, would, would help me. I know like I have that confidence that at work and I have that confidence in other things. So just, you know, helping to have that confidence in this space as well. Yeah. I love that. And that's one thing I will say, we're going to talk about that a little bit, Heather. So thanks for sharing. We can borrow confidence from other areas of our lives, right? Like just because I haven't done this doesn't mean or discount what I have done. And so if I feel confident in this area of my life, how can I borrow that confidence as I'm embarking on this new thing? Yeah, it's, um, like proof. it's like proof. Hey, I did this. I've done something hard. I can do this in like other areas of life too. And we just remember that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, awesome. Anyone else? What would feeling more confident in general and or regarding your health journey do for you? Um, I think just to like, to feel more fulfilled in life and like not always question or like, I guess for me, I, I always compare to like other people a lot, especially, you know, with like weight. And um, so it's really hard to like break that habit, but that's definitely something I think I'd just be like happier if I didn't do. 100%. We're going to talk about comparison today. 
Oh, I got some good for you guys. Okay. I'm super excited. It sounds like everyone's in the right space. Like I said, I am a level 10 energy. I am a give it all I got. So literally between now and 8.30, you got my 100% undivided attention. So I would encourage you to take notes. It's going to feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, but thank goodness this is recorded. It would be on the podcast. You will have access to it later. So now that we all know why confidence is important and what it can do for us, let's talk about why it's so freaking hard, right? I think there are a few factors here, but I'm just going to share three with you really quickly. Number one, we have a negativity bias in our brains. So our brains are trained to look for and remember the bad, right? Because our brains are wired for survival, not growth. So that one time you failed, that one negative comment about your body on a date, that one thing that you didn't know in that meeting, that one time, you know, something didn't go according to plan, even though you tried your hardest, that is what you were going to recall more likely. It doesn't matter the 100,000 times that you did good. It just matters the one time you did bad, right? That's the negativity bias in our brains, right? It discounts all the good moments, all the accomplishments, all the strengths. It's biology. So we have to be aware of that and we have to fight it. We have to train our brain. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. But again, this is important to kind of understand what's happening and what might make feeling confident pretty consistently hard. Here's number two. So a lot of us have a hyperactive amygdala, which is the fear center brain. Um, and when I mean hyperactive, I just mean overactive. Like it's on supercharge for no reason, okay? So for the most part, it's evolved to get triggered and activate it when our lives are in danger. But now in 2023, it gets triggered to see threats, not even actual danger. And when I say perceived threats, it's not just to your physical well-being, but also to your ego and self-concept. And what happens when it gets triggered is hormones are dumped into your body that negatively influence our focus and behaviors, okay? And as you can imagine, what does it go to? Fear, the bad, the ugly, okay? One more thing, and then I'll open it up really quickly for questions. A lot of us also have a distorted filter system, okay? So we have a negativity bias, a hyperactive amygdala, and a distorted filter system. We have hundreds and thousands of internal and external stimuli every single day that we are consciously and subconsciously responding to. Um, and so our brains have this filter to protect us from getting like overwhelmed and freaking out that will either delete information, distort it or generalize it to make us right. Not make us grow, not make us healthy, just make us right. So if the underlying thought is, I can't do this, I'll never lose weight, I'm not good enough, no matter all the positive things that are coming in, all the stimuli that are supporting us, our brain will beat, distort or generalize information to make us right. And so these are things that are happening below the surface that make feeling confident consistently difficult, not impossible. So we just need to learn this, take awareness, and train our brains to do the opposite, okay? Um, so I just want to open it up really quickly. Any thoughts, questions, reactions to that? I'm just glad that you really touched on all three of those components because, man, that really hits home for me over the last like year or two specifically, I've been so much more aware of how these, like how my body is like just trying to protect me. Right. Like it's just trying to like keep me safe and tell me like, like anything that is potentially a threat or scary, it's going to make me panic and like get in my head and just like overthink. And so I'm a, a more aware of it now, but it doesn't make it any easier to be like, okay, like why is this happening? But now at least I know I understand. 
Yes, yes. And I want to offer you guys two things. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, fact or feeling. Is this a fact or is this a feeling? A lot of times we're having this emotional response, which is influencing our decision making and our choices and our emotional state based off of a feeling, not a fact. You feel like you can't do it, but I bet if you tried, you could. Yeah, that's so true. And then here's tip number two, if you're taking notes, focus on your chosen course of action that is best versus right. What is best (laughs) for you right now? It's not what is the best option? What do I think I should do? What would my mother say? Well, I need the whole plan. Is it perfect? It's focus on what you choose based on what is best for you right now. Wow. And just get started. With with what you just said, like that really hits for me too, because we it's so easy for so many of us to make decisions based on everyone else. And that's something I've become aware of too. But how much more confident would you be if you made decisions based on what you wanted to do and yourself? Like we spend so much time, time trying to people please because we think that's going to give us more confidence when we get the validation from others. But is that the reality? Like if you come home to yourself and you figure out what like really feels good for you, you're going to be that much more confident in everything that you do. Yeah. And the only right answer, the person who has the actual important, accurate, relevant information to make a quote unquote right decision is you. No one else has the same thoughts, experiences, feelings, and exposure that to a certain circumstance to make a decision as you do. Like you are literally the best and most experienced person to make a decision for you. So don't underestimate that. And that's the goal, by the way. I'm going to give you guys some tactical skills today because that's kind of my jam. I don't like to just talk in theory. I want to make sure you know what the hell to do with the information. But here's the goal. Confidence is not black and white. It's not a light switch. It's not you're born with it or you don't. It's not this constant feeling. Just wake up feeling amazing, right? It's not a personality trait, okay, that makes you immune to nervousness, worry, or doubt. That is not what confidence is. Here's what confidence is. It is created. It is a feeling or state of being that you create despite your circumstances. Okay. Confidence is created. Again, if you're taking notes, write that down. Confidence is created. It stems from the belief, which is just a thought that you think over and over again, by the way. Okay. That's all belief is thought that you just repeat. It stems from the belief that you can rely and trust on yourself. That's it. Which cultivates a feeling of certainty. And that certainty is around your qualities and your abilities. And as long as you focus on that and you think that over and over again, guess what? You'll feel confident. That's the secret sauce, guys. Confidence is created by just thinking (laughs) that you can rely on yourself over and over again. That's it. Okay. So are we ready to dive into the how? I got a couple tips for you guys today. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. So now we're getting into the how of creating confidence. And there's a few methods I'm going to go over with you today that are based on science. And they're going to focus on three buckets. So I'm going to go bucket by bucket. And I got like two or three tips for each bucket. Okay. So if you're taking notes, I just want you to know kind of the format of today. So first bucket is focus. So what you focus on expands. If you are not intentionally training your brain, like we learned before, it will result and resort to focusing on your failures, your weaknesses, your insecurities, and areas of improvement. Forget about your gifts, your strengths, your talents, and your previous accomplishments. So, of course, as a result, if you're focusing on those things, you're going to feel horrible, aka not confident. So here are three methods to train your focus. Okay? So, again, bucket number one, focus. And here are the three methods I'm going to share with you today. Number one, create an attitude of gratitude. I am sure that you have heard this before. And if you haven't, listen up. 
And if you have and you're not doing it, challenge you to try. <laughs> okay. It's not about what you know, it's about what you're doing. Create an attitude of gratitude. What you focus on expands. So again, focus on what you have versus what you don't have. Purposefully and intentionally acknowledge the good. Cultivate appreciation for things that you do have and the people you have in your life. And not only is it just about shifting your focus, but again, everything I'm sharing with you is based on science. When you shift your focus, you start to create a chemical cocktail in your brain full of goodness that is going to boost your mood, boost your resilience, help you feel calm, help you feel connected, which calm certainty, that is a superpower in confidence. A lot of people think confidence is this big rah-rah. A lot of times confidence is this silent certainty, this calmness, okay? You don't have to be a cheerleader to be confident, okay? So again, don't underestimate this chemical cocktail. And all you have to do is just start by thinking or writing down three things that you can be truly grateful for. That's it. So let's do it right now. I'm curious. We got a chat box. We're, we're, we're recording. What are three things that you could be grateful for right now? Yeah. Everybody drop it in the chat. Like you've got to have something that you're grateful for. And this has been such a good practice for me to get into. Like I was pretty consistently doing this every morning and now I journal every single night and almost every single time it's something that I'm grateful for. So what is at least one thing you're grateful for? Drop it in the chat right now. It can be the smallest, silliest thing. Like I am grateful that I can walk around the block. I am grateful for the sunshine. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad the weather has been so much better out. Like love the sun. And I'm grateful for my dog because he's cute and he makes me feel better on any given day. Allison says supportive friends. That's such a good one. I mean, like we all have such amazing friends, family. And I think we sometimes forget about that, take it for granted. So that's a great one. Who else has something that they're grateful for? Husband, puppies, and friends and family. Yes. Love that. I mean, we the pets. We can't leave the pets out. That's one thing that we all have to be grateful for. If you have any furry animals in your life or little cute children, those are easy ones to be grateful for, for sure. 100%. And sometimes for me, this practice has evolved over the years to the point where I train my brain so much that the second my eyes open in the morning, the very first thought I have, because I've trained my brain for over a decade is it says, thank you. Mm. Thank you. Crazy. So powerful. Just to say thank you for what you have and what you don't even have yet. Just thank you for everything. The more you cultivate that, like the universe is just going to bring more back to you. 100%. Again, if you think what you focus on expands, so shift your focus. You do have control over that. You don't have control over all your thoughts, but you do have control over the thoughts you choose to cultivate and fuel with your focus. All right. Here's tip number two for focus guys. Stay in your lane. I think Allison was talking about this comparison down your confidence real quick. Okay. Now it is normal to do this sometimes. And sometimes it can even be healthy to kind of compare yourself to others, especially if it feels inspiring or expansive. But when it starts to create insecurity, rush or jealousy, just pause and ask yourself, what are you actually comparing yourself to? Right? Is this a fair and realistic expectation? I remember when I had this thought and it stuck with me ever since I'm going to share it with you today. If I cannot compare myself to my biological sister, we literally have the same genetics. We grew up in the same house, ate the same food, went to the same pool, literally slept in the same bed, shared the same clothes. If I cannot compare myself to her, there is no body walking this planet that I can compare myself to. I am literally my only competition. And that is a little mantra that I want to offer to you guys. I am my only competition. As long as you're 1% better than you were the other day, then you're winning. 
Yeah. It's you versus you at the end of the day. And that's like one of like the, the best thing that that's helped me. And like, like you said before, it's not always a bad thing to compare if it inspires you, if it, if it makes you feel good and you look at it and from a sense of like, wow, I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to do that thing that that person already has accomplished because it just shows me that it's possible. That's a healthier way to look at it. 100%. Okay. Tip number three for focus, make a reverse goal list, AKA celebration. Okay. Too often we're focused on how far we have left to go and the gap we need to close versus how far we've come and the progress that we've made. So we are actually going to take a second and I just want you guys to love up on yourself, celebrate yourself, throw in the chat box. And what is one thing that you have accomplished? What is one goal that you've crossed off your list? What is one obstacle that you've overcome? What is one thing that you've learned that you're so shocked and surprised and proud of? Go ahead and take a moment and just love up on yourself, pat yourself on the back, throw it in the chat box. Let's hear it. Oh, Hannah said a certified yoga teacher too. Being a strong mom. Yes. So good. Yeah, it's crazy like how fast time has flown. Like it felt like, oh, I want to go do my yoga teacher certification. Just felt like this like thing. Like maybe I'll do it. I don't know when. And now I'm here and it's already almost done. And I'm like, wow, I've done this. I did this. And like, I am going to be able to teach. And like, I am so excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Love the one being a strong mom. I'll celebrate. I'm closing on my second property in three weeks. And I did it with my business. That feels real good. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Right. And that's not something that I'm like talking about online, but it is okay in certain cases to take a moment and acknowledge, hey, you did this. And allow mm-hmm. yourself to feel good and proud about that. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel taking a moment to just pause and acknowledge, you know what? I'm a badass mom. You know what? Like I have great friends. You know what? Like I've eased my pain, right? Heather, you know what? Like I wanted to be a yoga teacher and in two weeks, girl, I'm going to be teaching yoga. Like how's it feel? Yeah. I feel like we get so caught up in the day today. We forget to just acknowledge these happy little moments and we get so caught in like the, the negative spiral of thinking. And when you do take a time, like a moment to reflect back, like I'll do quarterly check-ins just with business and clients and be like, wow, I felt like I wasn't doing a lot the last three months, but like I have accomplished so many things that I like set out to, or didn't even realize happened. Like so much happens that we don't even realize is happening in the moment. Yeah. A lot of times we underestimate, overestimate what we can get done in like a day or a week. And we underestimate what we can get done in like a month, a year, a decade. So don't be afraid to take a moment, pause and make a reverse goal list. All right. Little quick tip for you before we move on to bucket two, be mindful of your sphere of influence. Be mindful of who you're spending a lot of time with. Be mindful of who you're giving access to your brain, your body, your energy, because sometimes, sometimes the lack of confidence you're experiencing is actually a reflection of those close to you. And it's actually more in alignment with their own projections, their own fears, their own doubts, their own insecurities that they're just throwing onto you. So I just want to encourage you be mindful of that. You can love your family, choose your friends, y'all. Okay, (laughs) bucket number two. We're going to dive into language, okay? So how we create confidence is by shifting our focus. And bucket number two is shifting our language. Be careful what you say because you are listening. That inner self-talk does influence your emotional state, which AKA is confidence, right? Confidence is your emotional state. And your subconscious, here's a little tip for you guys, which is about 95% of your brain does not process negative. So let me give you an example of why this tip regarding language is so important. You might have the thought, I hope I don't embarrass myself at the gym tonight. 
doesn't sound bad, might even sound a little optimistic. I mean, I'm going to the gym, but what your brain hears is embarrassed at the gym. That's what it hears. And if you have the thought embarrassed at the gym, you're gonna feel insecure and that's gonna impact your decision-making or at least make it a lot harder, okay? So just be mindful of that. The subconscious doesn't process negatives, okay? Another example might be, don't think of a pink elephant. What thought just crossed your mind, <laughs> all right? Elephant, yeah. Pink elephant. Yeah. Super random, right? So the subconscious does not process negative. So really be mindful of things like never, can't, shouldn't. Okay. No, those thoughts, that type of language is really detrimental. So write this down. Okay. Positive, affirming, and true. That's a secret sauce, y'all. Those three elements, positive, affirming, and true. Those are the three rules for healthy self-talk. So what a healthier thought regarding your health journey using these three rules might sound like, you know, I am committed to my health. I am prepared for this journey. I'm in it for life no matter what. I know what to do. I'm excited about every single win. I make progress every single day. As long as I'm 1% better, I am happy. Do you hear the difference? Okay. Positive, affirming, and true. All right. Two more additional tips about language before we move on to bucket three. Number one is something called thought diffusion. So if you're really struggling with a thought, like if I just shared all those thoughts and you're like, oh God, that sounds nice, but not me, I'm not there yet. Here's, here's something that might help. If you're really struggling with a thought that you can't shake or that you just can't seem to believe, you can add this little sentence from ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. And what it does is create space between you and the thought so that you can notice the thought without becoming and embodying it. Okay, there's a difference between thinking something and attaching to the thought and embodying it. Here it is. I'm noticing I'm having the thought that. That's it. I'm noticing I'm having the thought that I'm not making progress. I'm noticing I'm having the thought that I look ugly in these jeans. I'm noticing I'm having the thought that this isn't going to work. Okay, so you're just noticing that you're having a thought versus embodying that disbelief, doubt, and insecurity. And if you practice this over time, it doesn't sound significant, but let me just give you guys some context. We have about 60,000 thoughts a day. About 80% of them are repeat negative thoughts. So about 48,000 times a day, you were just having this little negative Nancy run around freaking havoc in your brain. So if you can pause and be like, all right, negative Nancy, there you go again, versus being like, oh, come take a seat. Like just whisper in my ear <laughs> all these negative things about me. Over time, you're going to notice those feelings of insecurity and doubt be replaced with calmness, certainty, confidence, and just a little bit more self-assuredness, okay? All right, one more tip for language, and then we'll open it up for questions really quickly. All right, you wanna work your way up the emotional ladder. What do I mean by this? A lot of times people just wait to feel confident. They're like, oh, I feel like crap and I wanna feel good. And it's like, that is way too big of a gap. It's really hard to go straight from insecure and doubtful to certain and confident really quickly. Not saying it's impossible, but it's just difficult. So what I like to talk about is the emotional ladder and kind of identifying her emotions in between those two, okay? So in between doubtful and insecure and confident and sure might be things like feeling accomplished or focused or committed, okay? They're not sexy emotions, but they are ways that you can work yourself up the rung. Like if you're working your way from the bottom of your house to the third floor and you're working your way up a ladder, you can't expect to go from rung one to the top, you got to work your way up. And it's a lot more sustainable, easier, and um, healthier to kind of do that. So 
So sometimes what that looks like is just trying to get to a more neutral space first before trying to feel amazing confident, okay? So my favorite way to do this is just by like what we talked about, shifting your focus, focus on your capabilities, what you know for sure, where you can get started, what resources you have, what you're willing to commit to. Just get out of doubt as fast as possible and into certainty, into confidence, into neutrality, into like some of those emotions. Then when you're there, you can start boosting and, and moving your way up to confidence. Yeah. I feel like that's what sets a lot of us up for failure is like, we think we can go from like zero to 60 in anything in life. Right. Like we talk about this all the time with, you know, your health journey, it's building blocks. It's one step at a time. Like just getting to a better place is better than like, better than like failing and being like, Oh, I didn't get to like my end goal overnight. So like I give up. It's the same, same sort of concept of really thinking, okay, can I just get to like a slightly better place where I feel slightly better and then I'll be good. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. So like I said, we're actually moving and grooving guys. We're moving into stage three of the application of how to feel more confident. Okay. So stage one, focus, stage two, language, stage three is physiology. Is this helpful so far? Good. Okay. Awesome. So here's the thing. We have influence over our emotions. Again, confidence is a created emotion um, through our thoughts and beliefs, which is what we talked about with focus and language and through our body, which is what we're going to talk about today, physiology. And sometimes, to be honest, even though those things I just share with you are really sexy and cool, right? It is easier sometimes to intervene with our bodies, especially when we're new to personal growth or new to a health journey, and we might lack awareness and or our brains already hijacked. Like I can be completely transparent. Monday, I was in a little discussion with my partner and things did not go my way and got so emotional that I could not think straight. <laughs> Sometimes when those emotions are really heavy, our ability to problem solve and think and take perspective and be aware of some of those like deeper things go out the window. Our brain's hijacked and it's easier to intervene on the physical level. So again, we can change our state by changing our body, our posture, our environment, our movement, even our breathing. So I'm going to share three things in terms of hacking your confidence through hacking your body. Number one, posture. And um, this is really fun because I actually opened up with this. So you guys might actually um, hear what I'm talking about here. So do this with me. If you guys are at a seat or, or standing, go ahead and just slump your shoulders, like kind of concave your chest, drop your chin, maybe like slow your breath and maybe even like kind of like shut, not shut your eyes, but just like drop them and just take a few like really shallow breaths here and just notice how you feel. Like I already start to feel this like bawling sensation where I'm like curling up and shutting down and just want a blanket, right? Now the opposite, go ahead and roll your shoulders back, right? Some deep breaths, lift your chin, maybe um, open your eyes brightly, take a deep breath. Maybe bring the corners of your mouth up towards your ears, nice big smile. Maybe hands on your hips, little super woman pose here and just see how you feel. I already feel like a little bit more like energized. I want to take a deep breath. This is, it. this is the secret. Like just the way you carry yourself. This is it. This is my secret. At least like if I have a better posture, like I immediately feel more confident. Yeah. Well, there's science to this. The posture I just walked you through is called superwoman pose, superman pose, super person pose, whatever language you ascribe to. Right. And as little as two minutes, you can boost your risk tolerance by like 30 to 60%. Crazy guys crazy. Okay. The stuff works. Be aware of your posture. Number two movement, right? Which I'm pretty sure you guys are in your community here with Hannah. 
Um, you guys are in a health conscious space. So I don't have to go into the science or benefits of exercise and movement. Okay. But it's not just for your body, right? And your aesthetic, it's for your mind too. You know, really being able to move your body, release those feel good hormones and chemicals, build strength, build confidence, take time out to take care of yourself. Movement is underutilized. And I know for me personally, I like a variety of movement, but my favorite form of movement is weight training because it's funny kind of recognizing when I look at a weight and go, oh, I can't lift that. But then when I actually like put on a good song, do some warm up reps, get going and I get that weight up, it's always like, ha ha brain, I showed you. You know, a lot of times our brain is our biggest limiting factor, not our own ability to do something. Yeah, that's so true. Like if you look at that weight and be like, I can't lift it, there's a little bit more of a chance you're going to struggle with it versus if you're like, I got this today. Like I have seen that happen with in the gym, in other areas, like the way you think about it really does translate. 100%. So we got posture, we got movement and then breathing. A lot of people are like breathing and confidence. What are you talking about? Hear me out. Okay. Breathing is really cool because it's actually the respiratory system in particular, one of the only regulatory systems in the body that we can directly and immediately biohack. We can immediately influence it, right? So we use our breath, if we do so intentionally, to calm our nerves and focus our brain. And how we do that is by paying attention to our breathing. That's just step one. And then if we want to do some breathing exercises, I'm going to share a few with you today, we can. But just by paying attention to our breath and intentionally breathing, it brings our brain to the focus, mo the present moment versus ruminating or the past or the future, right? Which is obviously going to like fuel low confidence and doubt. And it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to create some chemicals that are going to make us feel calm and safe and bent, which again is usually the underlying foundational emotional states of feeling quote unquote confident. Okay. So there's three easy breathing practices I'm going to share with you today. One is diaphragmatic breathing. So I want you to kind of imagine this like paper plate under your rib basket, um, but above your hip, it's like this balloon like muscle. So when you breathe, instead of just breathing shallowly and through your nose, out through your nose or in and out through your mouth, we're breathing in through our nose, down our throat, into our upper chest, into our intercostal muscles, which is the side of our body, down into the abdomen, so much so that we're inflating that paper plate, that balloon-like structure or muscle in the body and our abdomen's ex like expanding. And then we exhale and we drop slowly. Okay. If you want to add a count, typically three is a very common count. So that's my next tip for you. Box breathing. Inhale for the count of three through the nose. One, two, three. Hold three, two, one. Exhale through the mouth for three, two, one. Hold for one, two, three. And that's one cycle. Do that a few times. Okay. Just that alone is going to calm the body, get us present and help us move our way up that emotional ladder. Confidence. And then the last one I have for you guys in terms of biohacking through your breath is extended exhale. Super easy breezy. I do it all the time. I've even done it in the last 30 minutes with you guys. <laughs> and all you do is fully exhale. And if you want to, you can do an audible sigh and it might even sound to something like this. That it allows us to release because when we inhale and we hold, it actually boosts anxiety, not in a good way. 
okay? And it revs us up, but when we exhale, we can release, we can relax. And again, that confidence is not always this hyper energy. It's also a calm, certain, confident energy, okay? So again, just to recap the three buckets, guys, we got boosting your confidence, which is created <laughs> through your focus, your language, and your physiology. You guys now have 10. I know you didn't count that, but I'm telling you. 10 scientifically-based interventions, techniques, and tools that are all based on science that you can start implementing immediately to boost your confidence anytime you want. But again, this is a skill. You build it through repetition. You guys basically just got an associate's degree in confidence in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's a lot of information, so I'm going to open it up for questions. Yeah, this was super, super helpful, and I just feel like so relevant because it carries over into so many areas of life. And I love that we also talked about how you can borrow that confidence from one area to the next. That's just so key. Does anyone have, if you have questions, if you have anything that you want to share, drop it in the chat or feel free to unmute yourself. Um, if you struggle with a certain area of confidence and you want to chat more about it, kind of get Jess's thoughts, this is a great opportunity to do so. But otherwise, I have just really loved this conversation. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Curious again, thoughts, questions, feedback, biggest takeaways, um, maybe any, you know, follow up questions or things that were inspiring that you're taking with you. Yeah, I would love to hear, like, for those of you on the call, like, if you would drop in the chat, like, one thing that you learned today or one thing that you found really interesting that maybe you never thought about before when it comes to confidence. I have one question that came direct to me. How do you become more confident in a relationship? Well, that Pandora's box, <laughs> I, would, I would probably have some follow-up questions. Can I, can I ask a follow-up question? It, it could be anonymous. You guys can, de, de, you know, send a message to Hannah privately, but just give me a little bit more context. Is it confidence about staying in a relationship, deciding, speaking your truth, enforcing a boundary, feeling more confident sexually? Like what couldn't in what type of relationships and particularly about what? Is it, um, I'm going to wait and see um, what she messages me. Okay. But right. um, yeah, I definitely a loaded one for sure. <laughs> Oh, I can, I can answer it. I got you, whoever it was, but I just need a little bit more contact so I don't talk for like 30 hours. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, deciding whether or not to stay in the relationship and get married or break up and end the relationship. Yes. Okay. Feeling more confident about that decision. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but just going off of very vague circumstances and facts, here's what I would say. Number one, um, Hannah, I'm going to do a little freebie for you guys. I'm going to send you guys my Confused to Clear journal for free, totally off the cusp. It's 30 Amazing. days. Yeah, the that. journal prompts for every single day. And it literally, the intention is to get you from confused to clear and making a decision that's going to move your life forward. Again, all those journal prompts are based on science. Um, they are very intentionally like formulated in that order. And it's a journal prompt every day for 30 days. But here's the one I will suggest to you just to get started. So you want to make a Venn diagram of two circles. And one is going to be all your thoughts, all the cognitive pieces, all your thoughts, all your fears, all your expectations, all your desires, all your goals, like all the stuff in your brain. I want you to dump in circle one. Circle two is all of your emotions, all the things that you were feeling, all the things that you wish you were feeling, all the things that you're physically experiencing in your body, right? And not just good, bad, disappointed, but like 
Are you feeling hope? Are you feeling, you know, despair? Are you feeling disrespected? Are you feeling lust? Are you feeling a sense of unsatisfaction, lack of fulfillment? Are you feeling the sense of like wanting more because you love it so much? And when you can look at those two things objectively, okay, step two of the activity would be to make a quad, so a grid, and it's the pros and cons of staying, and then it's the pros and cons of leaving because there are pros and cons to each. And this is something that you do not consult with anyone, at least in the beginning. This is a safe space. You do it with yourself. You put everything on there. No one's going to judge you because what's happening is when we make decisions, we're not just making decisions based off of what we're sharing with people and cognitively processing and conscious of. We're making decisions with our entire brain and our entire heart. So don't be afraid or embarrassed or ashamed to throw everything on there. So you're going to have the Venn diagram where your head and your heart have an equal seat at the table. That way we're not making super rational decisions that we feel bad about. And we're not making super emotional decisions that we regret later, right? And then we're actually looking at the two options. Do I stay or do I go? And what are the pros and cons of each? And then here's the third part, deal or no deal. If nothing changed regarding this relationship, you got the data. You got the, the time, you got the feelings, you got the emotions, you got the thoughts, you got the hopes, the desires, the dreams, the boom, 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 boom. Deal or no deal. And then just tune into your body. If you want to consult with people after that, you can. Um, but those would be my suggestions in terms of some activities, some journal prompts, and some thoughts to help you get to that decision and feel confident about it. I think that last little piece is so important, like to spend that time with yourself because it's so easy to like automatically go to others for their thoughts and suggestions on any situation, relationship or otherwise. And that can break our confidence down and our, our honest feelings about the situations and what we want to do being influenced by other people. So I think it's so important to start with yourself first. And you got a reply here that said, thank you so much. That is so helpful. So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, you're not seeking validation, permission, or, you know, perspective when you're making a decision, you make a decision and then you share your decision with people. That's it. That's a good perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No knows how to make this decision better than me. And no one's going to deal with the consequences of the decision, but me. So thank you, but no, thank you. I got it. You (laughs) you when I'm ready. Better and so much more confident when you're like, I made that from a place of like, it was my decision. It came from me inside, not like trying to like, decide one way or the other, like how is so-and-so going to feel about it? What, what, how am I going to feel about it? Like what feels good to me? And you can like physically feel it in your body and you can like think about it too, but like it, it's what feels good to you. 100%. Yeah. So I hope that was all, um, thank you for being vulnerable and using this space to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah a lot of people feel kind of icky about that, but, um, it's a decision that you are capable of making. You're able to make it's hard. It's not easy. It takes a lot of courage, but there are some tips and tools to kind of walk you through that. For sure. And Heather said her biggest thing that she loved today was the reverse goals list. Not always good at celebrating and thought diffusion. So really, really good points there for sure. Yay. Awesome. You guys are great. This was super fun. I hope that it was valuable for you guys. Um, I will do a couple things. I have my um, information. You guys can follow me on Instagram. It's just Jeff underscore DeMarcus underscore coaching. Um, But what I will do is I will send the link to the Confused the Clear journal um, to Hannah so she can get it to you guys. And if you want access to that, 30 days of goodness. Yes, I, I think that they would love that. So I will definitely share that. 
for our clients. Um, sorry, podcast listeners, this is an inside inside job only. You had to be here on the call to get that that freebie. But reach out to Jess because she's such an amazing resource, and I just love everything that you share. And you're such a light. I mean, I'm so glad we got connected. I know I, we we know Jenna. We've never actually met in person, but we have this like mutual connection, and I just feel like you have such good energy. And I just went to Bali recently as well. So I feel like we also connected on that because I also recently went to Bali or a couple months ago. So well, uh, Hannah went before me. And so yeah. I slid into her DMs and I was like, hey, do you have an itinerary? Like, can you <laughs> save me all the, the, you know, trial and error here? And I'm not going to lie. I literally, I wrote down everything you said. And that was my starting point. I Googled yeah. everything, Pinterest, everything, circled what I liked, X what I didn't. And it really informed my trip. So Talk about a way to build confidence in yourself, just like going for on a trip like that with like no clear plans, but like just some general ideas. Yeah. I, I walked out of that much more confident just being like, I did this. I went on a trip by myself and you did the same thing, right? Like you went by yourself on that trip. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing solo travel for years. I actually have a podcast coming out about that, like traveling alone as a woman and the intangibles that you gain from it. And because I've done it for years, I do a big solo trip year and I can't tell you how valuable it is. So, um, it's going to be definitely tune in. It's going to be a staple for me, like moving forward. That was my first big one. Like I've done little things here and there meeting up with groups, but like, I'm going to do it at least once a year for sure. So I love that. And Heather said she, this is amazing. Feeling more confident already. So thank you so much, Jess. We were so glad to have you. I know there was a lot of others who wanted to join who just couldn't make the time. So we were going to share this recording with them. It'll be on the podcast coming out on Monday. And um, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me guys. And in any way I can support you on your journey, you let me know, go out in the world, be confident, crush it. And thank you, Hannah. This was yes. Fun. We will, we will talk again soon. Thanks guys for joining. Have a great night. Good night. Bye. If you like what you're hearing on the Fit Balance Healthy podcast, come join us on social media to soak up some more. You can find my personal page at fitbyhand underscore on Instagram and our team page at the.fbh.lifestyle on Instagram as well. You can also find us on TikTok at the.fbh.lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to talk with you again soon.